belly up to the bar, bar flies, and have a drink with me. My name is Kellen, and this is the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. I am so glad to have you back. This is episode number 19 of the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. You guys remember 19, right? That was a it was a weird time of everyone's lives, right? It was that weird in-between year where it's like, yeah, you're 19, yeah, but like nothing really cool happens. Just like you're like one year in basically one year into adulthood. And people are like, oh, you should know this by now. Oh, you're one year into adulthood. Oh, you're going to get boring very quick. But you know what? 19 is special to me. 19 is special because I never thought I'd make 19 episodes of this show. With all the other tries that we've had at making a podcast for this website, I thought, wow, let's give it a shot. But 19, a little bit of a stretch. But guess what? We're here. We're here. We talked about a lot of goofy shit. And we're going to continue to talk about a lot of goofy shit, whether it's sports, beer-related, lifestyle-related, family stories, life stories, what have you. But before we get into today's show, as always, this episode is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette Shop. That is right. That is our merch store. That is where you can find all the goofy merchandise that we have to offer. We have items such as the I'm My Grandma's Bookie line, the WinBets Palm Beers line, the What Did I Do line. We have hats, we have shirts, we have tank tops, we have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have long sleeves. I'm pretty damn sure we have Christmas sweaters in there for the upcoming holidays. So make sure to click the link in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Head there now, fill up your cart, and use the promo code MWBFG at checkout. That is MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. Folks, holidays are right around the corner. And there are a lot of great gift ideas at our store. So make sure to go check that out. Now that that is out of the way, let's get into today's topics. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to start off this show, I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do it. I just wanted to leave it on Sunday and just not revisit this topic again. But I got to. I got to talk about my beloved Chicago Bears and the pitiful performance that they put up against the Houston Texans. Now, did they score 23 points? 23 points. Yes. Was it a close game? Yes. Did Cairo Santos kick a game-winning field goal? at the buzzer to win it for them. Yes. Is Houston a decent team? Yes, and I say decent because they were shit last year. They were trying to figure stuff out, and now you could kind of see they're, like, working at it. They're, like, trying to gel a little little bit more. They're keeping games close, if depending on what, where you got the spread this past Sunday. They're technically, if you got it, like, Houston plus four. Houston is technically three and zero against the spread this year, so they're keeping games close. But you also have to remember, it's the Houston fucking Texans, people. 
they're not a good football team. Granted, the Bears aren't a good football team either. But the fact of the matter is, we're keeping close games with teams like the Houston Texans. Now, don't give me this shit like, oh, we beat the 49ers in the first in the first week. Guess what? The first week... Fuck, I just hit my mic. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's ruining. Anyway, um, their running back goes down. It was a fucking monsoon. <coughs> and shitty coverage on that pass to Pettis, I think. Like, that was wide open for fields for the to throw to for the touchdown. Gave them the win. So, a lot of lucky breaks. But overall... The Bears are probably the most fake 2-1 team to ever grace the NFL. They are probably the most fake 2-1 team to ever lead a division. Hell, they're probably the most fake team to ever lead a fucking division. I mean, this team is just garbage. Like, look at them. Minus minus the run game because, God bless uh, Monty. He went down in a heap, and I hope for nothing but the best for that guy. He is a workhorse. He was doing so good, and I just I feel so much pain that he had to go down like that. But having said that, Mr. Khalil Herbert, have yourself a day, guy. 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns, average 7.9 yards a carry. Granted, 52 of those 157 were on one one run, but still, that's a game and a half. But the sad part is, we don't have a fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still, I still have this lingering fucking cold that just will not go away. Anyway, we don't have a passing game to match it. We have Justin Fields going 8 for 17 with 106 yards, no touchdowns, 2 interceptions, 5 sacks, and a 19.4 QBR. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not good. That's not good for somebody that we picked number 11 overall. That's not good for someone that we spent so much on to move, to go get up to 11 and get him. It's not good when I'm watching this game and imagining David Mills or Davis Mills in a Chicago Bears uniform. That's not good. Now, could it be Getsy's not giving him enough, like, Passing plays or good passing plays? Sure. He's got 45 passing attempts on the year. That's dead last for qualifying quarterbacks. And by qualifying, I mean guys that played all three games and started. Dead last. And whenever I see him pass the ball, it's like all these dinky dunk plays to backs and like stupid little screens to receivers or like Two or four yards out, like that kind of stuff, and whatever, and it, it's infuriating. It's infuriating to see. But on the flip side of the coin, whenever I see Fields go downfield, like ten yards, fifteen yards, twenty yards, he's overthrowing guys and throwing into like double or triple coverage. Granted, he had some good dimes in that game. I think he threw to Mooney up the middle. That like sent Mooney on his ass. It was like 10 yards. But besides that, it's just it's a repetition. It's like he keeps screwing up. He keeps screwing up. He keeps screwing up to the point where it just makes you think. Are the Bears coaches trying to mask over the fact they made a bad decision? 
Are they trying to mask over the fact that the guy can't get the ball down the field? There are so many factors at play that it's just hard to really make an educated guess or assumption on the situation until we see him for an entire season. Because, yes, it is three games. It is three games. So it's not like these three games are going to tell us all about Justin Fields and this offense. I mean, hell, it could be the offense's fault, and then Justin leaves, and he does good somewhere else. It could be Justin's fault, and we get another quarterback in there, and we end up going to the playoffs. Who knows yet? But the fact of the matter is, he's just not doing it, man. And it sucks, because we were, everybody in Chicago was so hyped for him, but the poor kid came in, had a shitty coaching situation, had so much coaching turnover, so much drama, and he had an entire city on his back going, this is our guy, this is our guy, he's going to take us to the promised land. I get it, football's a man's game, but that's just got to suck. I mean, come on. You got to feel for the kid. But the cool thing is, whenever I see him like in press conferences and whatnot, he just seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I, I think he's going to do great. I, I think he's going to do great in this in this league. But the one other thing I want to touch on from that game was the fact, and I feel like the Bears have a knack for doing this. I don't know why. I feel like they have a knack for just taking random guys from opposing teams and making them look like all pros when they're really not. And the one guy I want to point out, if if I can pull him up here, phone, keyword, okay, thanks, pal, uh, Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie had two picks in that game, and I'm pretty sure he had a sack. I could, and he had a sack. He had two picks and a sack. And he's a fucking rookie, to my knowledge. Let me look at let me look at his lineup. Yeah, he's, a, he's 23 years old. He's 5'11", 198 pounds. He's about the size of me, but shorter. And you let him get two. I I know that doesn't matter, but I'm just trying to. For those of you that know me, trying to give you the picture here. Granted, I am 6'4". But my point is, we're making... Justin Fields made that guy look like an all-pro. Justin Fields made that guy look like he's going to get like a 10-year contract. And it's just... It's the most infuriating team ever. It's the most infuriating performance ever. I wish we lost that game. Just to really cement the fact that this team sucks. But you know what? Now we're 2-1. and one. Now we're in first place. And now we gotta deal with all this bullshit like, oh. Like the, the shitty media people. Oh, the Bears for real when they're really not. If you... Side note. I'm going on a tangent here and I don't care. If you think... If you're gonna give me this bullshit about, oh, are the Bears for real? Are they gonna go anywhere? You might you might as well just stop watching football for the rest of your life. This team is garbage, people. Garbage. They're not good. The only good thing about them is the running game. The defense defense is like lower top ten like between if you're gonna rank them between seven and fifteen. Maybe. They're not they're not the best. They're not and I might be just like reaching there. They might even be like a little worse than that, but they're not the greatest. So the fact of the matter is, they're not just to wrap this up, because I know I'm like stretching this out too long. They're not going anywhere. 
they're going to play the Giants next week, and it's going to be another close game, and it's going to infuriate me even more. They might even lose because the Giants don't actually look terrible yet. They're not, they don't look like the Giants of before, and it looks like Dable is doing something right there. And I'm just going to lose my mind and just con- basically just consume extraordinary amounts of beer the rest of the season. Because Jesus Christ, fuck this team. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the second segment of this show, we're bringing back Fantasy Football Doghouse, where I basically either bitch about my team or maybe give somebody praise. I don't know, but we'll get into it and see how it goes. So, last week, we finished with a win. After all the bullshit that I was talking about last week, or the week before, rather, we finished with a win. We're 2-1 now. I, I, I'm a little surprised after what I've seen, but... Even though that's the case, there are some folks out there that didn't play up to their standards. Didn't play up to where we expect them to be. Like, uh, for example, the good. The good in last week. Lamar Jackson is an absolute robot. He's a machine. Put up 39.42 points. Let's call it 40. Put up almost a third of my points again. Because what did we score? 150? Yeah, well, actually close to a third of the points again. Because we scored 150 last week. But then Devontae Smith, hello, he woke up, he scored 30 points on 8 receptions for 169 yards and a touchdown. And then Travis Kelsey, even though he had 58 yards, he still had 4 receptions and a touchdown for 17 points. Simply put, the success of this team rode on the backs of those 3 individuals. Granted, Dalvin had 13, Jeff Wilson had 11, but when those 3 are on, anything... If those three stay on, everything is possible. Anything is possible. Obviously, Devontae's head been off and on every now and again. But if he, if he could continue that kind of success on a Philly team that's actually pretty good so far, granted they played the fucking Commanders in the first week in the first three games, but they still look pretty strong. I mean, this might be Philly's year. Anyway, getting to the bad side of this, DJ Moore. If anyone is, I don't even think I could trade the guy. I don't want to drop him because he's too good of a receiver to drop. Like I need to get something for him. Else I'm just going to sit him on, on my bench. But DJ Moore with two and a half points last week. Guys, for one reception and two yards, what did he do? Is that all that he did? Uh, One reception on six targets for two yards. And, and rushing, he had two two attempts for 13 yards. I, anyway, basically he played like shit. Now, obviously, I'm not big on the... I'm not going to direct this at him. I'm just going to direct it at the performance because obviously he doesn't give a shit about my fantasy team. But the fact that DJ Moore... And, and also, I can't, I can't see Carolina games in the Midwest here for some reason unless they're playing the, the Bears or like a surrounding... Um, team in the same division, like the pack and whatnot. So I'm not going to see a lot of Panther games. But when I read, what did I say? One reception for, one reception on six targets, that's not good. When you actually have a better quarterback than you've had compared to like Sam Darnold and whatnot in Baker Mayfield, that's not good. When I reached, when people are reaching for you, I'm also not smart, but I reached for them on the, with the 29th pick in the draft. And you're giving me 
on the season, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22 points? Did I add that right? 23.8 points? Like I said, that's not good. So if anybody in my league is listening to this and wants to trade for him, God bless you. I'm at, at this point, I'm having to take a sack of nickels. Because God just... Simply put, I can't wait for Don, DeAndre Hopkins to come back. Because if you've been following this um, this segment for a while, you will know that I have DeAndre Hopkins on my bench, even though he's suspended. He be, he'll be back week seven. And none of my, and none of my receivers have bye weeks until after week seven. So I think the math works out pretty well there. So once I slip DeAndre Hopkins into the lineup, that's a whole ball. That's the ball game, people. That's a game changer. That's where this team goes from the two and one, very, very good chance of being in the playoffs to an excellent chance of being in the playoffs. When you have a... when you have a top five, top ten receiver sitting on your bench like that, suspended, and then they just slide right in, that is going to be the spark we need. And DJ, you can just ride the pine for the rest of the fucking year, because that, that I'm just done with that. I'm just done. But to finish off this segment, I do have some big news on the fantasy front. Dalvin Cook, who not gonna knock him because he did hurt his shoulder the other like. This past week? Yeah, he did hurt his shoulder, so n- not in the... I'm not in the world of knocking people for getting injured. That's just a shitty move. But he was on the uh, in the doghouse the last few weeks scoring... What did he score? Scoring 13 points week one and 7 points week two. So he was in the doghouse. But he's not going to be on the team anymore. Because your boy... Just traded him to somebody else in the league for Najee Harris and Damian Pierce. Now, some people are probably thinking to themselves, you just traded your first round draft pick after three weeks? Yes. Yes, I most certainly did. And I don't care. Why? Because he has a history of injuries. He just got injured again. He hasn't been doing anything. And if if I'm going to be offered Najee Harris, who is... I don't want to say on on par with Dalvin, but he is up there because that O-line in Pittsburgh is not great. If you're going to give me Najee Harris, who at this point, like I said, basically a linear, linear move through the first three weeks, and Damian Pierce, who is gaining more touches in Houston, who's going to get a lot more, um, what's the word? A lot more carries, hopefully a lot more receptions on a team that's keeping games close, so it means they're not going to eliminate the run, the run very early like they were last year. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that deal nine times out of ten. Not only because they're both good pickups, because if you look at the rest of my roster, I have Jamal Williams at my flex with Antonio Gibson. Both of those guys, as of right now, are on borrowed time. Because you don't know what DeAndre Swift is going to do. And we don't know who is that. Brian Robinson from the Commanders. Brian Robinson. You don't know when he's going to return. And you don't know what the what the uh, uh, workload share is going to be with those two. So that's very concerning. You have Josh Jacobs who's in a fucking committee. And hasn't been doing anything either. And on my bench I have no other running backs. And Dalvin like I said has been playing like shit. So if you could give me, 
if you can give me two running backs at those those calibers, a potential star and a guy that's not great, but he has a chance to break out, I'm going to take that. So expect next week to be to, to hear from a very positive Kellen about this topic. Expect me to continue my dominance in this league. And I can't wait for the rest of the season. Let's fucking go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much again for allowing me into your homes. That sounds really weird. I hate when people say that, but we're going to roll with it. Into your eardrums with your whatever headphones you might be wearing right now. Thank you for listening to this crazy stupid show. I love every single one of you. We're going to be back next week, as always, with episode 20 of Absolute Milestone. We'll see if we can think of anything special to do. Make sure to check out our website, mwbarflygazette.com. You will see that linked wherever you're listening to this podcast down below. Make sure to visit our store, also linked down below. And just embrace our content. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my Twitter, TikTok. We're everywhere. You'll You'll find this page somewhere. You'll find the Gazette somewhere. Love you all so much. Hope you have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.